Good morning, and welcome to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm glad you've made the connection and are with us today. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and the goal of our show is to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us that get us thinking, that get us talking, that get us imagining, that get us together and perhaps inspired or challenged to do just a bit more because we made the connection. I am very excited to have Powderhorn Park Neighborhood Association back with our show that today. Yay! Yay! Yay, 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 yay. <laughs> and I have Tabitha Montgomery, who's the executive director, and she is also my co-host um, in talking about the art fair, 31st anniversary, coming back live and in person. We're excited. It's going to be an amazing year. We, you know, we've been away from the park for a couple of years for all the obvious reasons, but um, we got a great lineup. So we're excited to talk to you about it this morning, um, Lori. So thank you for having us. Absolutely. And we have a great lineup this morning with our artists that we've brought with us today. We have MK Metten. Welcome, MK. You are one of the main exhibitors. I am. And I'm looking forward to hearing more about your fiber and uh, mixed media art. We have Boo McCaleb. Hi, Boo. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. (laughs) You're doing an immersive art installation. Yes, yes. Oh, that'll be very cool. I'm looking forward to having a chance to talk to you in more detail about what that means with this immersive art. And we have Stephen Berg, Stephen B., who is a sponsor. Yay, Stephen. And you've done all kinds of art, starting with doing fashion design to then doing. Yeah, I've fiber. been around the world a few times, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> a little, ex- little experience under my belt. There but, you um, go. We keep the neighborhood colorful and lively, and um, really enjoy the neighborhood and want to celebrate it. And your uh, your retail store is in the Powderhorn Park. Yeah, thirty fifth in Chicago. So I bought an old firehouse. There's a long story to that, but yeah. And it was the one with the horses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Water <laughs> and people can go there. That's and- how old I am, 18 <laughs> We're really glad you, you made so it for good. this show. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Lots of wrinkle cream. <laughs> well, art is always celebrated in the yes. Powderhorn Park, but especially during the art fair. And the dates this year are August uh, 6th and 7th, next Saturday yes, and is. Sunday. Uh, you've got uh, over 150 artists. We just talked about the immersive art. That's new. Uh, food vendors, beer garden, and you just uh, shared with us a little a minute ago about a, a particular food vendor that, that struck your fancy. Yes, the, we have a thumb cookie vendor, Thumbs Cookies, that served warm and our thumb like. So <laughs> it was news to me, guys, but Not we are print, excited. But a thumb. I know, I know. And I hate to start listing folks because we have nearly two dozen food uh, vendors that people will be able to check out. But yeah, we have an amazing lineup. Tabitha, what does it mean to come back and now be back live? Um, It's humbling. Mm. It's sobering about just how the things that we sometimes I think can begin to take for granted. Um, Even the art fair, like it was almost a love-hate relationship probably for the staff (laughs) because of how much work, right, goes into any major event that can attract over 15,000 people over a two-day period. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of hustle by the team. But you begin to realize you do crave that. You crave that interaction. You crave the opportunity to provide something in community that centers how art is life and how art gives fuel to so many different moments. So it's a big deal for us. We 
We are super excited. Um, we have so much gratitude for all of the artists who were willing to come back to a regionally juried art fair and all of the vendors and our lovely guest uh, with us today, M.K. Metten, whose artwork is featured. It anchors, right, our design of our art fair this year. Um, so the spirit and the beauty of how she approaches her art, I think, can be seen throughout all of the promotional materials, all of the collateral, our ads and so forth. So a lot of gratitude. And then, of course, it wouldn't be possible without different sources of funding. Um, and Stephen B. is here uh, kind of reflective of that as a longtime partner and sponsor and supporter of this event. So it takes a village. We are excited to be back in the village. It's a beautiful 66-acre park. If the weather is anything like this weekend, guys, you are in for a treat. So we are excited. It will be wonderful. Uh, help me remember how this got started, the art fair. Uh, wasn't it just a, a community of artists that just went, we, we want to come together and have art because yeah. we, we have artists here and let's celebrate who we are. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I, I know one person who was a part of it at the very beginning. Um, shout out to Florence Hill and all the local artists in South Minneapolis who really helped, I think, to imagine and envision what an, an, a Powderhorn art fair could be for the community. Um, as and, and that is the spirit, I think, of South Minneapolis, certainly the spirit of Powderhorn, where it can just take the vision of one person that creates a spark that then can hold the attention in the world for over 30 years. And that's what these community visionaries and leaders did 30, over 30 years mm -hmm. ago. The Neighborhood Association is just happy to be a conduit to keep it alive, mm -hmm. to keep it going, so that we can continue to create these moments to lift up art and artists um, and create a path for them to, you know, contribute to how they earn a living through their art and their expression and their voices. So, And I think it's so important to remember that when you do buy art from local artists, or you know, I know you have folks that are coming out of state as well, mm -hmm. but when you buy art, you really you know, contributing to the community. Absolutely. And, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's so precious. Like, I know that there are so many different events like this where sometimes people are just excited to say, hey, I got to get my new piece from this year <laughs> uh -huh. because that's how they collect. They collect yeah. in terms of I go to this event annually. I do this thing annually. I support this artist annually. And before you know it, you can literally build an amazing collection of beautiful artwork. And this is a predominantly visual artist um, art fair, so an amazing group of painters and fiber artists and um, potters and jewelry makers. And it doesn't take that much to become a patron of an artist. No. And I, I, one thing that I always like to encourage uh, the audience to think about, sometimes we go to art fair and we just hustle bustle, you know, buy a, a booth and we don't stop to say hello or, or take a look. I always think it's really important to, to take the time not only to be there and enjoy the good food and all of the good fun, but really look at the art and don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask, you know, how did you start doing this? And what does this mean to you? And why is this important to you? And this is what I see. Is this what you intended? And very often I find that folks are kind of surprised what, what an, an audience or a, a passerby might take in and they enjoy being able, oh, you see that? Well, that wasn't where I was going, but I'm glad you, you, you feel that because the art has sort of a life of its own as yeah. well. It's a, 
it's so unquantifiable, but we hear from the artist all the time how being able to be in connection, mm-hmm. actually to be in conversation with um, persons who support their artwork or people who are considering their artwork or those who are just looking um, means so much to them because it gives them an opportunity to talk about their practice, to talk about their approach, to talk about who they are as an artist and how they see themselves in the artwork. And and that's not true for all artists that are there. You know, you have some people who are just naturally introverts, which, which yeah. is totally cool. But this yeah. is what I would tell everyone who's listening is even if you don't plan to purchase a piece of art, what you could do for our community this year is to come out and be a part of the positive energy of building community and being in place together. Just come out, enjoy the beautiful park um, that's a part of the NPRB park, the Minneapolis Parks and Recreation Board system. Um, enjoy the sights and the sounds. Um, kind of rubbing elbows again is magical. Mm-hmm. And so it's certainly one of those things that, we, yes, we want you to patronize as many <laughs> artists as you can. And we also just want to see your beautiful faces. I think it's important to, to share with the audience about your mission. Um, the Powderhorn Park Neighborhood Association works to enhance the quality of life in Powderhorn Park neighborhood by facilitating community engagement, embracing a diversity of voices, and fostering economic and community development. And this is so representative, you know, in being the conduit for this art fair, uh, bringing people together, as you just said. Well, the art fair is a cheat. You know, it is a (laughs) missional cheat because it lets us hit all those things all at once. I mean, we can bring together thousands of people. We can support our economy, our local economy and our regional economy because of the artists that are represented and helping them to earn income. We certainly believe that because of the different expressions of art and the way that people, the the musical sounds that you will hear. We, we have an amazing partnership this year with the local radio station KRSM who will be um, live streaming from the event. We have so many amazing partners. We have the Reverie Cafe and um, Bar Beer Garden um, that people can swing in if that's your predilection, if, uh, if you so choose. Uh, so there's so much that I think is reflective of building community by fostering and a pathway to connection that allows also people to um, earn a living or contribute to the local and regional economy. And so it's a, for us, it's a big deal, even though we know that we sometimes as an organization are uh, often engaged in what I would call not the event or easy conversations <laughs> about where we are hoping to see resources and housing or equitable development or how we imagine um, how we all contribute to safety um, and wholeness and well-being. But this is the cherry on the top. This is where the magic happens, folks. Well, I want to make sure that you know how to get to the website. And it's very simple. Powderhornartfair.com. <laughs> so when you think of Powderhorn Art Fair, go to it on the website. You'll see all the great events and activities and good things to do. And I do have to bring us to a close on this segment. It always goes too fast it when, does. when Tabitha and I start talking. <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay, first segment's done. But in our next segment, we're going to be featuring M.K. Metten, um, who we mentioned is really kind of one of the anchors in a lot of the art that's being represented around uh, the show. Is Yeah, it, if you go to the week, every year we have the privilege of uh, partnering with an artist to use a, a piece, to be inspired by a piece of their artwork to anchor our collateral. And MK uh, Metten has generously uh, been a partner for us this year in doing that. So if you go check out the website, those tones, the look and the feel has been inspired and anchored by her approach to art in the world. So we're, again, a lot of gratitude.
Stay with us. We'll be back after just a few uh, short commercials and thanking our sponsors for um, taking care of AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Celebrating Powderhorn Park Art Fair coming back live and in person, live and in person. at the Powderhorn Park. And we have Tabitha Montgomery, who is my co-host and a delight, uh, who is also the executive director of the Powderhorn Park Neighborhood Association. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you have brought wonderful, wonderful artists. Amazing people. Amazing people. Yes. You know what I mean? Just amazing, super <laughs> duper people. So again, for those who are just joining us, you can check out all the details because we sometimes lose a little bit of track about just where people can go find more information. But it's pretty easy. Powderhornartfair.com. And you can see all the amazing details about the events next next Saturday and Sunday's um, in-person event from 10 a.m. Um, to 5 p.m. But we have MK Metten, as me and Lori were talking about before, who is one of our um, presenting artists this year. And also because of her engagement with the art fair in prior years, she's contributed her artistic lens to how we represent our promotional materials this year. So we're so grateful. Well, I'm happy that you chose me. I was very honored. <laughs> happy to be here. MK, I loved going to your website. And uh, your website is from mkwithlove.com. Yes. yes. And you, you, you introduce yourself on the website mm-hmm. as a painter, a baker, a dramatic dog mom. Love. And you yeah. create <laughs> unique works of art from your home, as well as videos to assist with um, folks doing their own creative projects. Yes. So talk to me about your art because your art's unique. It's a mixed media that's being um, that's being hi- highlighted and celebrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, I essentially stumbled onto this as an accident. I had experimented with embroidery after graduating from art school because I wanted something to do at home. Um, and quickly realized that I did not have the patience to <laughs> hand stitch everything I wanted to. Um, and so I kind of was experimenting with the idea of like, ooh, well, watercolor could be fun. I've never tried that. Um, and realized that it wasn't quite for me um, and was like, oh, well, obviously, you know how to paint. You can do this. And just kind of started experimenting with, with different forms of paint and, and stitching and the combination of the two and quickly realized that, oh, this could be something. This is very fun. <laughs> Are there themes that you really enjoy uh, doing? Yes. So I uh, primarily focus on landscapes with with my embroidery. Um, I actually had a recent conversation with a patron at one of my last shows, and um, they had made a comment about all of the ocean scenes that I do. I, I do a lot of, like, underwater scenes, like a lot of beach-type scenes, um, and I realized, I was like, yeah, you know, for someone who is absolutely afraid of water, I do <laughs> paint it a and, lot. And living in the Midwest, <laughs> man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. interesting. Just another layer. MK, what I want to know is, can you talk a little bit about your canvas? Like, what do you embroider on? Do you have only a particular 
thing that you embroider on from a canvas perspective? Yes, that's actually a question that I get a lot. Okay. Um, I uh, primarily use just like ordinary cotton fabric. It's okay. not anything super special. Um, I was asked if there's like a particular thread count that I use. I was like, oh, that's a really good question. I have never paid attention to that, I don't think. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't really use canvas very much. It's primarily just white cotton fabric that I then can paint on and, and do all the things. So when you're selling it's a, a, like a circle, mm -hmm. as if you were buying embroidery. Yes. But it's also been painted on. Yes. And you have various sizes. You've got like a four inch, a six inch. A... Yeah. So the sizes of the pieces range from um, sometimes three inches to up to 14 inches are some of the largest ones I have. And some people like to frame. Yeah. So the fun thing about them, I think, is just the variety of ways that you can display them. Um, the little ones can be made into ornaments. You can just hang them on walls. You can put them on a bookshelf, on your desk, that type of thing. Um, and yes, I, I have seen people who have gotten them framed and, and matted in a picture frame as well. So overall, you consider it a home decor. I, I do. Um, I have littered my own house with them. <laughs> uh, I'm sure much to my husband's dismay. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, very flexible pieces, I think. Um, but for me, they, they're generally home. And what is it meant to you to be part of the Potterhorn Park Art Fair? I was very happy to receive the emails from, from Tabitha and from Powderhorn um, asking me if I wanted to participate to the extent that I am this year. Um, last year was my very first time as a participant, and, and it was online. Um, and it was a good experience, but, you know, it's not quite the same as being in person. So I'm very excited this year to see, you know, the changes that, that that's going to bring to be able to actually have a face-to-face -face conversation with someone. Um, and and to be in a powder horn, you know, as someone who doesn't live in that area, it's always fun for me to come in and see the color and the life and the culture that's there. And so I'm, I'm very excited to be a part of it. Tabitha, you've also been bringing in artists from around the country. Do we have uh, yeah. outstate folks coming? We do. We have people hailing from over 26 states and 216 cities wow. um, this year. So it definitely has its reach. And, you know, regional art fairs have been a thing for quite some time. And we've just been so fortunate that the Powderhorn Art Fair has a following of artists who continue to help support it. And that's not only a, some of what we would call established artists, but emerging artists, right, at different points in their career. So I think that art festivals and art fairs and certainly juried art shows just creates this amazing, I think, avenue and platform for artists to really, I think, become really connected to their art and their patrons in just a different way. So um, the reach is real. We are excited to be back. And I think what it, even what MK was sharing is that for the past two years, we pivoted, you know, in the season of COVID to having the ability to host an online art fair, which was still very well received by our community. And we were able to feature nearly in each year over close to 100 artists. So just very grateful. And for your audience that comes to the art fair, I know they come you know, throughout the Twin Cities, but you get some from outstate, from greater Minnesota as well. As Absolutely. Outstate. From greater Minnesota, for sure. I mean, one of the things that's tip tricky is because it's a free art fair, so we're not requiring any of your 
um, information, if you will, to access the park because it's a public park. Yeah. So please feel free to come down. We're not always able to collect all the data that we would love to collect from persons who are attendees, if you will. But sometimes when we're doing a sampling, um, we can see that we are hitting, I think one year we found that we hit every county in the state. Oh my gosh. There was at least one person from our sampling. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty, it's, it's, it's cool and humbling in that way. Um, so people will drive for art. Is what <laughs> We'll drive, we'll show up, we'll walk, we'll bike, you know, um, for beautiful art. So we're excited that next uh, weekend we'll create another opportunity to bring this all together again. And we do want to encourage you to take a look on the website. It's very easy to get to, powderhornartfair.com. Uh, you'll see all the good food. There's 150 artists. Um, and in our next segment, we're going to be talking uh, with an artist who's doing an immersive art installation. And boom, brand new. Brand new uh, and I've had a chance to look at the website and it is very cool. And we're excited to be talking with Boo in the next segment. So stay with us uh, here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Welcome back. We're so glad that you joined us today. This is Connections Radio Show. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and we are talking about Powderhorn Park Art Fair coming up. Yay! Just around the corner. Yay. You know, I don't think I said last segment, so I will say it twice in this segment. Please do. August 6th and 7th. August it's, 6th and 7th. It's just next weekend, so make sure that, that you put that on your calendar because it is great fun. And we're having great fun because we're talking to amazing artists uh, and supportive sponsors uh, about the upcoming art fair. To learn more about it, you can go to powderhornartfair.com and it's got all the information. And in this segment, we're talking about immersive art and I'm hosting, co-hosting this show with Tabitha Montgomery, who is the executive director of the Powderhorn Park Neighborhood Association. Thank you for having me again, Lori. Absolutely. This is a new um Opportunity. This is a new art exp expression of art for the art for the Powderhorn Art Fair this year, which is understanding that you know we have so many artists who present and are dedicated to their art in different ways. That doesn't necessarily translate to quote unquote selling things, but really helping people to feel things um, in terms of transactionally. It's it's a little bit different. So uh, what we thought about is like how can we help people to become more connected to artists through how they create an experience and this is what the spirit of the our new immersive art installations are and the phenomenal the incomparable boo mccaleb is one of our um uh initial uh, partners in this space hey boo hey good morning y'all good morning we're so glad that you joined us today i'm glad to be here I took a look at your website also, and you've got a very cool website, and I'll, I'm going to look it up. Can you give me the um, the address so we can share? Oh, here it is, booscapes.com. And when I went to Booscapes, I saw this amazing light uh, and interaction with light that I thought was beautiful. And you have on your opening, Welcome to Booscapes, a spiritual multi-sensory experience. And I love that that you at the end write manifesting is the creative process of aligning with energy of the universe and co-create an experience that elevates my spirit and the spirit of the world. Tell me about that. Yeah. Um, my practice as an artist 
really is connected to different forms of visual uh, expression of spirituality. And I'm very into tarot. I'm very into light, color, uh, expressions of modeling our natural body, whether it's through chakras, um, and just really just expressing um, the dimensions of life through all of our senses. Um, that's really just important in that type of forms of engagement. So that's kind of where that comes from. And um, art for me is very immersive in the sense of how I live each day. And uh, it's kind of just a natural conduit of already how I'm expressing uh, every action and, and thought and intention. So that's kind of that uh, moment of co-creation um, that I'm kind of speaking to. When you talk about healing um, and and chakras, that sort of strikes me as something similar in there in, in being able to um, look within and to connect in a different way. Tell me about the healing aspect of your art. Yeah, um, so my, my main medium is projection art, um, which is all about mapping light on different surfaces or physical objects. So really bringing uh, light into our material world. And uh, I consider myself to be a light worker, uh, which is all about bringing joy and light in spaces and connection with others. Um, so the intention for everything that I do is, is around um, finding ways to uh, heal. Um, and there's many ways that that can look, and there's many ways that we've all experienced uh, different things that may be challenging, and, and, and we're learning how to give language to them and, and understand what that uh means for us as we all have very different ways of experiencing life and have. Um, and so I just, I feel like uh, healing uh, in general is kind of always active um, as we are learning and as aging and growing. And um, yeah, I just, uh, it, we live also in a very uh, turbulent time and it's kind of, that's always been though, I think if you ask anybody at any point of life, they would say, hey, it's a crazy time we live in. Um, yes. So it's just, um, yeah, my intentions is just always about bringing forth light in others and having that amplify in itself, too. So my medium is very in synch uh, synchronicity with um, my intentions around healing. Is, so, this yeah. a, is this a new piece that you created um, for the Powderhorn Park Art Fair? Yeah, so this is completely new. Um, as I mentioned, I do projection arts, which requires more of the absence of light. Uh, so I was thinking for this, hey, how do I bring light and create an immersive experience uh, that's during the day? And well, our, our largest, most beautiful <laughs> source of light is the sun, right? Uh, so I said, hey, how can I, how can I harness what's already there and, and, and just bring, bring, unveil the magic of the light that's already existing in, in the space? And so this is going to be something completely made for this, uh, this partner our first so yeah can i ask you know boo so what was easy or hard about that right like because i'm i'm actually fascinated because i think that again as people are listening to try to get their minds around well how is that going to play out because your website is so clear about how mm -hmm. the absence of light really has this deep impact in terms of what you can do but i'm just curious mm -hmm. in terms of what what did you face in kind of bringing this this installation and partnership with us forward what, what, what was the challenges or what made it easy well, I think um, what was easy was like 
I knew that it, I wanted that that the space to be really about connection and what other people bring. It's going to be filled with energy already. Mm-hmm. And so what was easy was knowing, hey, what's already kind of existing, what, what really my materials for working with was with the natural elements. That was immediately my inspiration for this. Um, what's challenging is uh, making something that is, easy to pop up and be engaging mm. where people can feel, hey, I want to come and be a part of this, um, leaving room and space for people to have a, a wide breadth of engagement uh, with the space and uh, thinking really intentionally about my materials for this um, because the intent is a light therapeutic experience. And so I want uh, just as much as the intention to be about light, I really want the vibrational healing to be a part of the installation. So really thinking about how do I uh, bring out the natural uh, colors um, and, and keeping their vibrational integrity through the structures that I create. So um, that has been in itself a work in progress. Um, yeah, that makes sense. How, how big is the space that you'll be working with? So uh, it'll be a 15 by 15 plot of land, a square, um, and I plan to have each of the structures. There'll be three uh, pyramid structures, about eight feet tall, um, with a base uh, around like uh, by three by three by three. Um, I'm taking, I'm drawing from a um, existing algorithm or equation, as you will, that uh, draws from uh, sacred geometry. Uh, it's a it's an algorithm that is used in the construction of the pyramids of Giza, um, and the same theorem, uh, people believe, has a vibrational quality in itself in 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 the numbers. So I'm really just drawing from everything that I said. Hey, where are the vibrations coming from? It's from the sun. It's from the material use of the light to to get that uh, integral color, which each color has its own vibrational wavelength, and then the actual construction of the pyramids themselves um, are also emitting their own vibrational wavelength just in the construction. So I'm just trying to harness all of the energy in one space, a, a conduit of just just whatever is there to be light and healing for everybody. And uh, the folks the folks who come in the space will be contributed to that as well and uh which also is immersive in terms of the process and the engagement as well so yeah can i just say i think that first you've done a beautiful job describing that where i think you really pulled everyone into this vision of what this is and then me Mm -hmm. and Lori are smiling at each other boo because i think that there's a quiet and humble acknowledgement i'm like i don't maybe might not be smart enough to go to booze installation. <laughs> I might not be, I might not be smart enough to swing through booze installation. <laughs> I'm like, I need an escort. It's, it's I need natural. an escort. It's rude. I need a- <laughs> <laughs> this is what you just did. I'm like, I, this we, is our we, event. We went places. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But with that in mind, Boo, a question for you. What would yeah. you like to have the folks that experience your art feel? You know, what 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 is the what sort of things are you hoping? Now, some of it, they'll bring something and then that's what they'll bring because it will be all interactive. Yeah. But is there a dream that you have or a vision that you have that will experience through this immersive art? I would say really just presence of moment, just grounding. Um, I think a lot of folks 
I'm 25. I think a lot of folks my age and even all ranges are, we're constantly trying to figure out our purpose and what we should be doing. And I really, the simplest thing is we just simply have to be. That was the only thing that's our purpose. And so I want to invite people to come to be contemplative, to feel playful and magical about, hey, what is this? And, oh, this is pretty, or this is a moment where I can just rest and think or not think. Just really a space to be as, as I'm offering. And it's as much as an offering to others. It's a way for them to offer to the space as well as whatever they want to bring themselves. Um, I have an intention of inviting folks to come and uh, bring more things to the space to even make it more uh, lounging and engaging, um, given it is by the beer garden. I was like, hey, uh, <laughs> let's really get the vibe right there. You know, it's leisure and love. So it's just really an invitation both ways. I offer an offering to others and, and ways they can offer to the space as well. It's, a, it's a, definitely a collaborative piece with everybody there at the fair as well. well very intriguing. I, I like the idea about being, you know, so often we've got this internal monologue going and we miss so much of everything going around us because we're not in the moment. And anything mm-hmm. that can encourage us to let that inner voice go of what we should be doing and, you know, the to-do list and instead just experience the the energy and the light and and the connections that mm-hmm. that you're hosting for us to experience. So I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And it always goes way too quickly when we do the Powderhorn <laughs> Park Art Fair and, and have these wonderful artists. Our, our next segment, I want to make sure the audience knows, is going to be with the marvelous Stephen B. Hello. One and only. <laughs> yep. Stephen Berg is an, uh, an artist who is sponsoring. I think it's wonderful that we have an artist sponsor mm-hmm. for the Powderhorn Art Fair. means a lot to me. Oh, means a lot to us that, that you are supporting this community, Absolutely. as well as being an artist and can share a little bit about your art as well. That's in a our whole next... other story. Well, <laughs> <laughs> for... that's a whole other show. That's a whole other show, Stephen. <laughs> so we'll be talking about Stephen's dedication to the Powderhorn Park, as well as uh, Stephen B. And everyone has a little bit of Stephen B. And he'll share that with you in our next segment. So stay with us. We're going to um, celebrate the Powderhorn Park Art Fair. Check us out on the um, on the website and learn all the good things. And come back and hear about Stephen B. Welcome back. Connections radio show where we're going to deep places. <laughs> and today, deep, 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 deep places. And it's fabulous. I absolutely love it. Uh, because we're envisioning the Powderhorn Park Art Fair yeah. next week, which is live and in person, and it hasn't been for a while. Live and in person. For the past two years, we were online only. I will say that we have incorporated an online component this year. So if you can't make okay. it out, there are some artists who are partnering with us for you to be able to access their um, amazing um, and beautiful artwork um, digitally. So you can go to the online store on powderhornartfair.com. But shout out for everyone who is considering, planning, already know that they will be with us next weekend. We are eternally grateful. August 6th and 7th. Put it on your calendar. Can't wait to see you. 150 (laughs) artists, immersive art, food vendors, Reverie Beer Garden, sponsors. 
Yay, sponsors like Stephen B. Stephen, we were talking at break about Stephen B. Because in our last segment, we were talking with Boo McCaleb about how the installation is a place where we can just be. And that resonated with you. Yes, because Stephen B., my name is Berg. But when I opened my store, I got a bouquet of flowers. And the florist didn't have enough room to put my full name on. So he wrote Stephen B. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's brilliant. <laughs> I, want to, I want to be Stephen B. I always wanted to be a rock star, Cher, Sting, Madonna, one name. Uh-huh. So now I'm yeah. Stephen B. <laughs> um, but the point was that in, my, in the neighborhood, and like, like Bo was saying, it's like just come and be. Realize where you're at right now and be at that moment. And I wanted Stephen B. to be a place where people could come and be themselves. Um, I... You know, my long life, I'm probably the oldest one here, so I've had a long time to practice being me. But finally, you know, in this era, we people are being who they authentically are. Yes. And that's that's really what my um, business, my art studio, my art's about. Stephen B., can you share a little bit with everybody who's listening about your business? Because it's been an anchor near that 35th and Chicago intersection for quite some time. Yeah, we came in in 2009, and it was kind of a rough neighborhood, and we wanted to be part of the gentrification. Um, We teamed up with Powderhorn Art right away, Powderhorn Association right away, and the Fire Art Studio up on 38th, and we just did a lot of fundraising and participation, and um, I really wanted to be part of that community. We're on 35th in Chicago. I bought an old firehouse, and here's the quick story on that. I lived in New York. And Anderson Cooper bought a firehouse to live in and, you know, whatever, $8 million or whatever. <laughs> I was like, I need to go back to Minneapolis and buy myself a firehouse. <laughs> that that was your inspiration. That's that I right. Forward. Yes, that was my inspiration. <laughs> so I came back and I found a firehouse. And I have a, a, a huge, huge, huge uh, chandelier that needed a home. And it was the only building that could support my chandelier. Uh, of course. It, it was meant to be Stephen B. Yeah. This is how we make decisions. If yeah, the chandelier can fit. fit. Yeah. yeah. Well, Stephen has a eventful career in the fashion industry. His creative work uh, brought him back to his favorite medium, the one that always inspired him the most, the imaginative world of fiber arts. He has knitwear designs, chunky creations, and signature multi-stranded knitting style. And that has caught the attention of Hollywood celebrities and stylists, and he's been featured in lots of national publications. Yeah. This one that you're, you're knitting, you're knitting here yeah, in, in our studio, actually has like, a, it looks like videotape has been incorporated. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, Let no continuous strand remain unknit is my motto. <laughs> So anything I find, and initially it happened years ago, driving down the freeway and someone had thrown a cassette tape out the car window and it cracked open and it was blowing in the wind. And I'm like, oh, I could knit with that. Brilliant. <laughs> That's a medium I could work with. Possibilities now, I everywhere. I slammed on the brakes and picked up the cassette tape, not thinking that I had 52,000 of my own at home. But, <laughs> no, um, no, that, that one had meaning and purpose. <laughs> That's right. So um, I've done it ever since. And with me, I brought some of my creations just to give you guys an idea of what I do. I know... That I'm a radio, so it's not so visual. But, but we'll, got, describe yeah, yeah. we'll describe it. We'll describe it. You know, I've got my my pride and joy here, 16 meter, millimeter film strip. Oh, cool! And um, is that the one like when you were when we were kids? It like moved like one, you know, at a time. No, this was actually reels of film. Oh, real. Okay, there's a whole story. I went to a private boys' camp, didn't like it that much, but everything we did was recorded on film. Oh. When the camp closed, I inherited the. The reels of film, and so now I've processed it into something I can be proud of. Is that a yeah. boys' camp right there? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, there's got to be 
something about knowing that in the tape itself is either music yeah. or visual. That's got to yeah. have a cool it, it factor. It was very visual, and it, it was something I didn't love. And now I turn it into something I love, and I can talk love. about it, and I've turned it into a positive. And that's what being Stephen B. is about. It's yeah. like the world is, needs so much positivity right now, and there's so much therapeutic value in fiber arts. So we knit, we crochet, felt, spin, weave, Maybe embroider, MK. <laughs> and, um, I, I see some recruitment going exactly, on. Exactly, exactly. It, it makes it fun. It's a place to gather. We have people, groups that come and the roller derby girls come and crochet and the transgender come and do their crafts. And we have the caffeinated knitters, the ladies that gather on <laughs> Thursday afternoon. And Love the zebra that. circle on Sundays. And you've invited these Groups and friends and artists to be in your booth on Saturday as yes, well. Yes, yes. If anyone wants to show up and participate and show off their fiber skills, we'd love it. I've got an installation that we're installing Friday evening. And then I've got some other surprises at the booth that I'm going to share with the community. Um, and we're going to have a fun, festive weekend. And I'll be down in the booth on Sunday. Oh, with excellent. My, with my family. Is going to <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, now, do they all, art. I was oh, just yeah. going to say, do they all knit oh, or yeah. they're, they're all artists? Yes. Well, they're a lot of, my sister knits and my nieces knit, and they're brilliant at it. They're really good. They, there's a thing. You either get it, and it's like in you, yeah. or you have to like learn and, and gradually gain experience. So there's part of it's the, the craft, and a lot of people are really good at the craft. What I do is I go around the country and talk to people about finding their inner fiber artists so that Stephen B. can open up this box that we tend to live in with all the rules of society and how knitting's supposed to look and and let that open up and then let it, 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 people experience just the beauty of it and the texture and the color. And I get people to use yellow that, like, run screaming from yellow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's a magic once they open up and they go, wow, you changed my life. And what's wonderful is you're supporting many artists by yes. sponsoring this. Yes. And that you're not only opening up one artist at a time, you're opening up over 150 artists to be exposed and supported by the yes. community. And yes. what a great celebration. And well, I love supporting artists in my store. So if there's yeah. artists out there that need a place to display their work and talk about their art, I'm always open to you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> if you're looking for a place to display your art, check out Stephen B. Absolutely. And Tabitha Montgomery, my co-host today, you have been amazing. She's also the executive director of the Powderhorn Park Neighborhood Association and is a marvelous co-host and you, bringing you. amazing artists today. So, Stephen B., thank you for sponsoring and thank you for being a wonderful artist. Thank you for having Boo me. Boo McCaleb, thank you for your immersive art that I am looking forward to experience. M.K. Metten, thank you for being part of the next generation of artists as well as being a symbol and part of anchoring the, um, this the year's fair this year. So come by, come to the, go to the powderhornartfair.com to learn more information and enjoy the festivities. It's going to be a fabulous time. And we're, glad, and we're glad we're bringing everyone so back quick. together. It did, it did, it did, it, <laughs> it did. Thank you all. Thank you to all of our sponsors. We can't name you all, but deep gratitude certainly goes out to Reverie Cafe and Bar, Lake Street um, Council, Risen Christ Catholic School, Seward Community Co-op, Excel Energy, and not least and not last, but the Minnesota State's Hard Sport. And also, just come out and have a good time. Buy some art. Give back to the community. Enjoy the time. We'll be looking for you.